0: It's such good shit.
1: So. What's going on?
0: Well, I think we're about to do a podcast uh, about our favorite wrestlers. Or our favorite or best. I don't know. Maybe we should discuss that right now. I (laughs) think...
1: I think it's the the best. Yeah, who we th- who we think
0: are the best. Who we think is are the, the best. better way of saying it. Yeah,
1: yeah. Because if if we were to do favorites, I'm going to have names on here that like aren't on my list right now. You know
0: what? I had brain blast. We're going to cover our top 25 greatest wrestlers, our greatest wrestlers.
1: There you go. Um, so. Welcome to Such Good Shit, a wrestling podcast where the three of us who are brothers get together and talk about all the things that make professional wrestling such good shit. And like Alec just said, this week we are going to talk about the top 25 greatest wrestlers that make professional wrestling such good shit. Um, I don't think we're going to get to all of it this week. I think this is going to end up being a split episode, but uh, I don't know. We'll see as we uh, get going. So what we did to prepare is each of us came up with our own list of about 25 or so guys. Andrew being our tech whiz is running an aggregator to, to kind of rank them sort of based on what we had preliminarily done. Then we're going to go through that list and do it. What we did with our WrestleMania rankings. So Andrew will give us a name and we'll decide where they slot in. Uh, And then the next guy, and then we'll decide are they better or worse than that person and so on and so forth until we eventually fill out the entire list of 25. So if you listen to the WrestleMania rankings, uh, you'll it's same, same idea. Andrew, are you ready?
0: So I'm going to start at the bottom. Cause that, you know, we don't want the end of the episode is us debating who's the shittiest of the top 25. Sure. Right. Um, so currently, our aggregator has put Bruno San Martino as the very last on this list. Do you have another name for us to uh, right, That is Because uh, then next up on that list is Roddy Piper. Uh,
1: wow. Okay.
0: I, for me, this is a no brainer because I didn't even put Bruno on my list. I didn't I even keep it to people <laughs> I had watched. So my preference would be that to not have to rank Bruno. So, I would put Roddy ahead and I'll just leave it at that. I don't really have anything else to add there.
1: Hold on. Uh, Question We each submitted 25 names, right? Ish. But if Andrew has a guy on his list that we didn't have, our list is longer than 25. Yeah. Mm
0: -hmm. Oh, I had like, so at the end of this, some people are going to get knocked off.
1: Okay. So, we'll have to decide who gets cut from the 25. That'll be a whole other tier. Okay. We're gonna cool. wield our
0: massive podcasting power over
1: these guys. Um, look, I'm not gonna sit here and the like crap on Bruno San Martino. San Martino, obviously I respect all of his accomplishments. I've watched like a San Martino match in my entire life. Versus Roddy Roddy Piper, who was set the bar for being a talker, being a heel, getting some genuine heat back in the 80s. Like What's it interesting is that no-brainer.
0: Piper's so low too, because I feel like he's probably going to be in the top ten somewhere. If I had to guess,
1: I think he'll come higher as as we. Yeah, it's just interesting
0: on. that the. I wonder if someone forgot his name. Did we all have Roddy um, Piper? Alec, you had Roddy Piper towards the bottom of your list. You had him th- at twenty-four. Yeah, well, so I, I had him at twenty to be fair. So I think that's why he ended up ranking pretty low. Let me preface this by saying I did not order my guys. So. My bad.
1: Uh, well, okay. So I, The aggregator is like, pointless. I sort
0: of ordered the guys, but then there there were names I forgot about. It's like, oh, fuck, what about Roddy Piper
1: and my third monitor? So. Okay. Well, look. It he'll, makes it more end he, he'll end up where he needs to be. I think as of right now, he's obviously above San Martino. Andrew, who's next?
0: So the next person on the list is Randy Savage. Uh,
1: well, I mean, this is a no brainer, right? Yeah, I think he goes
0: above everybody so far. Not very I good, don't think he's really. a no-brainer for me, actually, now that I'm thinking about it. You think um, he's above or you think he's below Roddy? Maybe. I want to discuss it because I feel like Roddy's contributions to the business are more than just his you know, his ring work, right? Like Savage is the better worker for sure. He changed mm-hmm. the way guys work, but Piper's the better talker by far. And I feel like the way the wrestling Ooh. business has evolved.
1: Ooh. No, for me, far. Piper's the,
0: he's the, I think he's the best talker maybe ever.
1: He sure, but Macho's Macho created a character that's so larger than life yeah, and memorable as larger outside, than life as the rod. but he's, he's memorable outside of wrestling. You, if you want it, walk down the street and went up to 10 random people and said, Hey, who's, do you know who Roddy Piper is? Do you know who Macho Man Randy Savage is? 10 out of 10 are going to tell you they know Macho Man. Right, okay. 8 out of 10 would give you Roddy Piper.
0: Like, I understand that. What I was about to say is that I'm coming at this from the perspective of the business has evolved in a way where talking is the most important thing, right? And I think Roddy Piper's mic skills have been more influential to the business than Randy Savage. I understand Savage is a bigger crossover star because he had a Slim Jim commercial. But I feel that... Maybe Piper didn't sell more of his own tickets. He's maybe indirectly led to other guys having even bigger success. You know, like a CM Punk, like a Stone Cold. Like a lot of guys take after Piper's mic work. Um,
1: Piper's more of an ensemble guy. He's a very crucial part of the ensemble. But Savage stands out on his own. And the other thing is, you talk about, you know, Piper's contributions on the mic which is all well and good. I totally agree. Look at Macho Man from the costume perspective. This is not something that normally gets talked about, about the business, about gear and outfits. Prior to Macho Man, guys just wore plain ass trunks and pads and boots. Macho was one of the first guys to have very outlandish gear, to have unique gear all the time at all the pay-per-views, the big shows. He was the guy that pioneered that aspect of the business. And I don't know that there's another name that you could put out there and say, yes, he did that as well. Flair. Mm, yes. sharp, no.
0: Billy Graham. Okay. There are guys, but point taken, and I'm not upset about having Macho Man above Piper. I just think to give Piper his just due, I don't think it's a no brainer. I feel like there is an argument to be made for either guy at this point. Um, like I said earlier, I think Piper is a clear, for me, he's a top 10 all time guy because so yeah. many of the other guys on this list can't exist without him. And I know the same is true for Macho Man, but I just want to give Piper his praise, I guess.
1: Well, and I feel like we will later on, too, because, again, we're going to be as we keep adding names and we're going to decide who goes where. I feel like there's going to be a lot of debate with both of these guys as new names come to the list. But for me right now, Savage is ahead.
0: There's also the question of how much credit do you give Piper for Hogan's success? Right. Being like the true foil to the hottest <sighs> th- point in the industry.
1: I think an equal amount goes to Macho Man.
0: I, I just feel like when you look back at the first WrestleMania, especially um, early in Hogan's run, like I, I feel like Piper's so integral to that.
1: Piper was more integral in the earlier part. Savage was more integral later, but Savage but was, was already, more integral we already for a longer period of time.
0: Right. But it's, you know, you get points for being the trailblazer. Like John Cena's been more integral for the longest period of time, that's not going to necessarily land him at number one. I don't sure. think so. But
1: again, I go back to, if you talk about the eighties, even the nineties, and you talk, you ask about who were the biggest wrestlers at the time, Hulk Hogan and Macho Man Randy Savage are two of the first names you're going to hear out of anyone's mouth. Pipers is in, Pipers in the list. Sure. And it's, it's just I not... think it's,
0: it's just a perspective thing. Cause we're going to have a similar thing when we get to Hogan, where I'm not going to give him as much, Credit just for Mm. being a big star. Like to me, there's other contributions to the business that are going to affect the bottom line other than just being a huge star. And so, but look, I'm fine with Savage at one. We can. Andrew, are you anything to add here? I think Roddy is a personal favorite of mine, but nobody reached higher highs like Savage did. And I feel like every. Everybody now talks about Savage and the impact that he had on the business more so than Roddy, which doesn't necessarily mean that Roddy didn't. We know that he did. I think that Savage's impact is bigger. Can we agree that these guys are neck and neck, though? Like, this is one of the tougher things yes, you can close. get this early. I think they're going to end up next to each other when this is I all kind over. of think so, too. I feel like it's an appropriate yeah. spot for both of them. The next person on the list. Um, so while you guys were discussing, I did fix this aggregator. So the the orders the order is quite different, but it's very unique now. So I'm going to go back to the bottom, and we're going to start slotting in these weaker guys based on what we, we picked. Fine. So the next person on the list is Randy Orton.
1: Okay. Um, to me, Orton is clearly below... I don't okay so Orton was on my list at the bottom. Um so he's obviously below Savage and Piper. I didn't have San Martino and
0: yeah the, the question the, is are we going to include San Martino? Cuz I feel like that informs this if
1: we're including see, him Orton goes And below. I I think I would put Orton in obviously I put Orton in before San Martino on my own list.
0: Yeah, I lean towards not including San Martino just because it's so different. Like it's hard to even quantify what he did versus even Ric Flair, right? Like there's it, just it, no the business. Was he's entirely like different. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, do we have a Fez and guys like that on here? No. Okay. Bruno yeah, San so, Martino may be the only, you know, pre Hulk Hogan era guy in this list at all. Yeah, I would lean towards leaving San Martino. Nobody even quotes San Martino as an inspiration, like the Hogan's or those kind of guys. Like it's he's more he's of a... Two he's a product that. of his time. Well, it's mm-hmm. like he influenced the guys who influenced the guys who influenced the <laughs> old guys. You know, it's so far The last that. guy
1: who would cite San Martino as an influence would be Triple H. Right, and that's what, two generations ago at this point? Or generation ago. Okay,
0: and I mean Triple H did not watch Bruno Sammartino, so it's fun for him <laughs> to say that. But
1: sure, I'm just.
0: Yeah, I. I can we agree to? the I think at this point the dividing
1: line is Orton goes in under Piper clearly, uh, but Sammartino. I mean at this point he's not cut off. I think until we hit 25, we don't have to start sure. cutting people out. But. That's that's where he's in the no
0: contest category for me, though. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I'm fine with Orton uh, getting on the list. He wasn't even on mine personally, but I can see the merit of him being above San Martino here. I think he's got a huge impact on the business and we don't even know how much more he's going to do and Mm -hmm. or what he may do after his career is over. So there's a lot there for him. Um, so let's go ahead and we're going to put Randy Orton here above Bruno San Martino. So the next person on the list uh, coming in is AJ Styles. Um, I didn't even include him. So whoever did go ahead and give me your arguments for yeah, this. Matt, I would not have here. put him on.
1: <laughs> I guess it was just me. Um, so for me, it, it, and I didn't rank AJ very highly. He's twenty-one on my list. Um, AJ in ring is one of the best guys right now. I wouldn't say he's the best, but he's he's in the top that top grouping of guys right now of of workers. But also, he's had a very long career so far, right? He's the guy that everybody points to when there's conversation about age, like right now that's going around a lot with LA Knight and Damian Priest were both 40 and that's like, well, yeah, but look at AJ Styles. AJ Styles is like 44 and he's still kicking ass. AJ has been going since the 2000 or no, he started before the two thousands, but he was in the mainstream, you know, when he did uh, WCW WCW TNA in the early two thousands. Um, he's essentially had a three part career he had the TNA impact stuff where he got started. Everybody learned who he was. Then he had his time in new Japan, which was groundbreaking at the time with forming the bullet club and all that stuff. And then he's been in WWE since 2016. So he's been in WWE for seven years now. He's had an entirely separate career just in um, WWE. And so to me, the longevity and his workability in the ring. I think. Gets him a spot in the list. I think it's towards the back of the list. But I think it gets him a spot.
0: Yeah I disagree. Uh, Andrew I don't know where you're at on this. but I mean I put him below. Bruno. Yeah his sure. his legitimate. Contributions that are noteworthy. Are we're talking like a three or four year period. Really. I, I think the Japan stuff and the TNA stuff is all good and great. But. You're just talking about thousands of people who watched that, versus most of the guys on this list were talking about millions of people that they influenced. You know, so it's I, I just don't think that as great as his work was in TNA and New Japan, it can be considered or weighted very heavily here. I guess is what I'm trying to say. In terms of guys that were bigger on the indies, I think there's one guy that's going to come up that makes this list, maybe two. And I don't think AJ is one of them. I would still slot him. He's very him much a similar to Randy Impact. Orton in the sense that like as great as he is, there's nothing transcendent about him either. He is just one of the very best guys of this generation, but he's not the best. You know what it is? He doesn't have one of those moments. You it's know, true. there's cert- there's people who have a certain some like a certain moment in time that is theirs. Um, of guys in AJ's class, you can think of yeah. He's Jameson never been with the WrestleMania 30. You can think of Punk with the pipe bomb. What is AJ Styles' thing? What what is what is his thing that really made him explode? Other than the just Wrestle Kingdom he's just matches. always being the best, and everybody always saying how he's the best. But he's seeing great best. matches, but never. Exactly. I feel like he may have there's a period of time where and it may still be true that he's like the best wrestler in the world, but he's not like the top guy. Yeah, he's never been the top guy in the business. And I think as we get further down this list, most of these guys are going to have had a moment where they've been the top guy in the industry. Matt, where are you at on this? I feel like.
1: I, I see y'all's points. I just think if we've got Randy Orton in here, AJ, I feel like AJ. They're right next Randy to each Orton. other,
0: but I wouldn't have included Randy Orton either. I don't. I think Orton's mm-hmm. going to fall off this list as we get further up.
1: He very well might. But to me, I would put AJ above. Or- so I guess this is the point of comparison. It's not about should he be on the list or not? It's with the guys who are on this list.
0: Yeah, I'd still put him behind Orton just because Orton's main-evented so many WrestleManias in an era where you're doing it in front of football stadiums, you know. Orton's done that shit, and you can't take that away from him.
1: Do we? So do we put AJ above San Martino? I mean, I think so. I don't think so.
0: I am not considering San Martino, so I would say so, actually. But it's a technicality. Yeah, I don't want to think too far ahead, but it is almost irrelevant when we're talking about these guys at the very bottom. So but we don't put them above Sam Martino. I, I so will Matt say feel bad. there yeah. are thermabone thermobone guy. yeah there, there are about seven, bone. seven guys that were not common between all three of us. So there's going to be seven that get kicked off as we go through this. Sure. that aren't going to make the top 25. I definitely don't think uh, AJ is one of them.
1: Sure, but here's the thing: until we get to the point where we have 25 names, we have to add them in anyway. So we may just as well put, add them yeah, in. Pick well,
0: I, yeah, I'm putting I'm putting them in, but I think I think he's definitely below San Martino.
1: Okay, I mean, I disagree, but okay,
0: whatever. So next on our list is Edge.
1: So for me, uh, Edge is a top tier guy. I don't. He's not like top ten, but he's to me, I I would expect to see him in the middle of the pack. Edge has had a Hall of Fame career. I mean, and it's every time he's in WWE on TV recently, they tout it, right? Multiple Royal Rumble winner. Many, many multi-time champion. He's held all the titles. I think he's one of the, if not the most amount of tag team championships under his belt. Um, he won the first Money in the Bank. I mean, he he has accolades out the ass. He also has a unique thing where he's been involved in three eras. He was in the attitude era. He was in ruthless aggression and he's here now. And I think a guy that is able to do that, be in multiple eras and be relevant in all of them. uh, I think that qualifies them. Plus there's the whole He had issues with his neck and had to retire and came back 11 years later. Like, that's got to add something to him.
0: Yeah, he's one of the very best ever. Uh, So I I think he'll definitely end up in the top 25 somewhere. And I think he for sure ends up above all the kind of spare guys that we've put on here so far. Yeah, I I would not put him above Roddy Piper, but he's certainly above Randy Orton. And that puts him in the middle of this list right now. Yeah, unless Matt, if you want to make that argument. Uh, I, I had
1: him, him right next to Brody. Piper on my list, so okay. I, that's hmm. fine. I can put him right below Piper.
0: Um, so that works. Also, he was in that movie Money Plane. That's a fun fact.
1: Holy if shit. If you
0: look up movies that Edge is in, obviously WWE pay-per-views come up because those come up on IMDb. But the first three results for movies will just be pictures of Edge with various versions of his haircuts holding a pistol he's just in a bunch of movies where he holds a pistol like austin powers it's really interesting
1: wasn't money playing that movie that was like half filmed remotely like half the actors were never even there they just like filmed their scenes in in like their closet somewhere and made it seem like they were in the movie
0: um i mean i didn't watch it so i couldn't tell you
1: (laughs) (laughs) no i could swear whoever the main bad guy is it's like a big name actor who clearly was not going to be on set ever so he just filmed all his scenes where he's i think he's supposed to be like in a control center somewhere and it's just like him in his closet at home filming his scene and them adding it in anyway who's next so next
0: on the list is Sting.
1: Ooh. Um, this
0: one is this one's tricky because as big a star as he is and was, uh, he, you know, after WCW, he kind of, you know, he remained more of a, you know, a legend figure that wasn't doing anything relevant. You know, spending all that time in TNA, sure, there's some great TV there, but that's not mainstream, you know, television. That is pretty fringe wrestling that's going on with him. So I just don't know well, TNA, what the run impact aside, I mean, he had already had like a 12, 13 year career before WCW folded, maybe 50. 15- when did he debut in the mid 80s? Like 85. Like 85?
1: 84, 85, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he had yeah, been, I, mean, I think he, he made champion
0: the in the 80s. So to give you perspective on, I mean,
1: the yeah, entire Sting 90s he was fame. a top guy. Sting had a Hall of Fame career before at the moment WCW ended, if Sting never wrestled again, he already had a Hall of Fame career. And then he was in TNA, which Look, talk about TNA is not the major leagues and all that. But he is the reason they existed in some way. He was one of the reasons why time. they were, were, where people watched them. He was one of the first big name guys to go there, and people to go, oh, Sting's there. Oh, look, they brought in Kevin Nash. Oh, they brought in Booker T. Right, it, 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 he was part of that snowball effect of bringing in those kind of guys. Um, and then his run running AW. Look for what it is, like it's it's something. He's getting he's helping put young guys over. He's out there doing crazy shit that he shouldn't fucking be doing at his age. Um and they're using him in the right way, right? He's not a main character. He's an ancillary character to help get other people over, and it works.
0: Sure. I mean it's completely irrelevant to this conversation though, I would argue, just because <laughs> like I mean, if we're talking about people's great, like Sting doing a dive with Darby Allen, just is not going to play into.
1: You know sure, what I mean? that's what I said. He had a Hall of Fame career before he even was done with WCW. Um, to me, he's. I don't. I don't put him above Savage, but I would put him above Piper.
0: I I feel I like did he's put him above So Piper. much less influential than Piper, I, Sting is very much similar to Randy Orton, where he's definitively one of the top guys, but never the top guy.
1: Um, I would disagree. He was in WCW. He was never the top guy. There were points where he was the top guy.
0: You're right. There was one year where he was the top baby face in WCW when they were actually a relevant company. Um, But, you know... I think his career is similar to Orton and Edge more so than Piper and Savage. Right.
1: He's never the guy, but he's one of the guys. He gets, I get that. He gets a lot of points for longevity, but so does Orton
0: and Edge but, for that. Okay.
1: Matter. But here's to, to your point. Piper was never the guy. Piper was one of well, the Well, Piper guys. was
0: the heel. So. And smart on his part. If you're not going to be the face, be the heel. The heel. Yeah. Andrew. I I think he goes underneath Piper for sure. Um, I think he'll end up towards the middle of the road on this list because he's such a transcendent character. I mean, even in pop culture, I think that Sting has a sort of relevance. And you're right about his longevity. I think that that matters a ton. But I just don't know how many guys you hear about talking like, you know, Sting change the game or, like, inspire them in any way. He was always great, but he was never the best. The biggest compliment you can give to Sting is he was able to reinvent himself constantly. And that's where you draw the parallels to Edge and Orton, and eventually when we get to guys like Chris Jericho. While none of those guys were ever the face of the company, I think the greatest compliment you can give them and Sting is... That he was able to be over for so long. But that's not enough to get you into the immortal like top 10 range, you know.
1: All right, I'll concede he can go below Piper. Now he does get
0: bonus points for being a top guy in the late 90s. That does mean more, right? I think we should have that conversation too.
1: I mean, he was the babyface At the hottest period
0: in WCW's history. Yes. Yeah.
1: So it does mean
0: more. Than being the top baby face in two thousand and six, like I think we need to like all agree on that yeah, i I, I agree. I think that's fair. Um, so if we're moving on, next on the list is Brian Danielson. This one actually is a little
1: tricky. <laughs> this one's tricky because Brian Danielson's fucking great. And if you ask me who's one of my favorite wrestlers today, Brian Danielson. But when I look at the list as it stands now, like, I'll tell you where I'm hung up on. Is is he better than Edge? And I don't know that he is.
0: Do you want the argument for it? At least from my perspective, it's how influential Danielson is. He changed the business He's not the only one, but he's one of the reasons the business has changed. And for better or worse, most of the guys making big money today have some or drawn some influence from Brian Danielson. And Edge too, but I think to a much lesser extent. Like I don't think Edge moved the needle as much as Danielson has.
1: Now I'm not sure. saying I put him
0: over him. I'm just saying that's the argument.
1: Sure. I just don't know that influence is as important as accolades and well drawn was, money.
0: Edge was never the top baby face though in the company.
1: Danielson he, he was he for was, like six months.
0: But it matters. Like being the hottest thing in wrestling is going to matter when we start doing this list. But is
1: that recency bias on our part? No. I mean, or are I, we far I, enough away from that? Yeah
0: I mean that was what ten years ago now.
1: Yeah that's true. I, I mean
0: we're old. he hit a point where what a dozen guys have ever gotten to like, there's just such a short list of guys who've ever gotten to that level of heat, you know? Sure. I don't know though. I'm, I'm all ears. I can't.
1: So I look on my own list. I had him at like 23, right? He's in the list, but he's not at the top. Um, But at this point, since the list is so small, like for me, he's above Randy Orton on my own list. So the only person for me to slot him in with from my own list is Edge. And I just, I just don't know.
0: I'm not sure either. (sighs) Brian Danielson has a period of time where he's, The biggest star, like, in pro wrestling in the world. Crossover, too. I mean, football arenas are doing the yes thing at, like, halftime. Edge just doesn't have that. But Edge has so much more to offer the business as a whole, I think. It's such a... There's such opposite comparisons, right? It's like... Do you want the brighter, the star that burned brighter for a shorter amount of time or do you want the longevity? It's an interesting case study almost in like how we're gonna work this list. I I think history is going to favor Edge because WWE will will favor Edge versus the guy that left them. Yeah, but I, I think in Edge most in, in most fans' minds, I think they're always going to say that Daniel, Brian Danielson was their favorite of the two. But that's not really any knock on Edge. It's just like we all loved Brian a different way. We all respected Edge, but Edge was like a a long time heel, really. You know, when he peaked, it was as a bad guy. And and he certainly had some moments as a babyface, but he's never been yeah, the guy. Brian the way that is Brian Danielson was. Yeah, I I think you're right that Edge is the logical pick, mm-hmm. but I actually Andrew would argue the opposite that what's going to happen over time is that people are going to look back more with their heart than their head. I feel like that's how this generally ends up working. Um, so I I actually kind of go the opposite way. Like I think. Edge is the right pick now, but I think over time, maybe we'll Danielson will move up and up. Because the nostalgia will be so intense for him, you know?
1: In 10 years when Danielson is inevitably actually retired, I think, yeah, I think this looks a little bit different. It's not necessarily because the things he's going to do between now and his actual retirement are going to be so tremendous. I mean, they might. I don't know. How many main events? Edge main evented three manias, right? He only officially main evented or two, two. So they both uh, have twenty four and twenty four and thirty seven. So they both yes. have two, and, and that's Daniel really Brian also main claim evented thirty seven and then thirty. Yeah. So
0: I think Edge is the right pick.
1: I think Edge is the right pick, but I think they
0: might be next to each other when this list shakes out.
1: Maybe. All right, so we main. move with.
0: Danielson underneath Edge. Right
1: underneath Edge.
0: Yeah, I gotta say, I'm not really liking Sting above Edge.
1: It seems weird,
0: doesn't it? Because it's like when you compare Danielson to Sting, it's like, well, what are we doing here?
1: Right, I feel like Sting would go below Danielson.
0: Yeah, I feel like Sting is almost more of an honorable mention on the list, whereas you can't have the list without Danielson. I don't think
1: that's true, but I... But didn't we just sit here and argue why Sting was above Edge? No, we were arguing Piper and Sting.
0: I think we were having the wrong conversation. I almost leaned towards putting Sting below
1: Brian. I think so. I feel like that's the right move. That just feels Andrew, better. what do, do you mean? think? I mean,
0: you know, if Matt's signing off on it, Andrew didn't even watch Sting, so... <laughs> yeah, no, I, I would put Oh fuck!
1: Look, it's our list. Yeah, I think so Edge like,
0: goes above Sting.
1: Well, and, and Brian, I think that's the thing. I think yeah, Edge. Yeah, and I think. Brian I think. You think Sting together. moves
0: down below both of them? Yeah. Yes. Okay,
1: I I will concede that it's funny because it's not even how my original list is, but Alec convinced me when he was talking about all the things that Edge and Brian have done against well, it, each other. And
0: Edge and Brian, to me are very much the exact same for different reasons. They're in the same spot for different reasons. And they're like Mm -hmm. the absolute peak of the two different types of resumes. Like you've got the guy who peaked and then you've got the guy who has the longevity
1: and the, and the accolades.
0: Yeah. And it's like, those are the best examples of that. Those kinds of resumes that we're going to see. So this is an interesting one coming up next. I think only one of us included him, but honestly, there's a case here. Jerry, the King Lawler.
1: Hmm. Um,
0: looks like, yeah, Alec put him at the bottom of his list, but honestly, I wanted to discuss it. There's a case here for the impact that he had on the territory days and what that meant for wrestling as a whole. I mean, without his influence in Memphis, does when wrestling goes national, is it even the same way that we see it today?
1: I don't, I don't know. Memphis was, was kind of big, but like when you go back and talk about the territory days, what are some of the ones that come up? Mid-South is like the number one. Florida. Florida. Uh, The AWA. Memphis doesn't get mentioned as highly as some of the others. So I don't know. But wasn't
0: Jerry AWA champion?
1: Probably. Sounds Like, Like, I I don't think Jerry's
0: only resume is Memphis.
1: No, 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 not at all. Jerry went around everywhere. Um, You know, Jerry was... In, in in Memphis, Jerry was one of those guys that really made it feel like this was real. And he got everybody behind him.
0: And you um, know I love that shit. That's why I threw him in yeah. here.
1: Yeah, it's good, it's good old school like, shit. He
0: did not kill the business. And so he gets points I, for not being one of those fuckers. He's an all-time great, but I think he may not fall into this list because I think his contributions— are less as a wrestler and more as a, um, backstage a personality you know, person. Yes. So it's hard because you got both the commentary side, which is more front facing entertainment still, but then uh, all of the backstage influence that he has too. I just think that, you know, his impact on the business as a whole is greater than his, you know, his place at, in terms of just being a wrestler.
1: Okay. Now there is one thing that none of us mentioned that I just realized the whole Andy Kaufman thing, right? He, yeah, made he changed wrestling the business for sure. Very relevant in the early eighties with that stuff. Um, You know, he went on fucking David Letterman with, with Kaufman. Like that was huge. Um, You could almost say he was one of the early, National stars, even when it was still a territory system, I to me he deserves
0: mention, but he just came along five, ten years too early. Is really what? Yeah. It um Look, but that's why I, I threw would put, him in here. I wanted to like discuss. You know,
1: I would put well, him I don't, above San Martino.
0: Same. Yeah. Like, Honestly, I don't know if we'll put, him put him put above him, Orton, though. I think I would.
1: Okay, Orton. I mean, I could, as
0: great as Orton is, he didn't change anything. That's true. Anybody could have. Well, maybe not. Isn't fair to say anybody could have. Randy Orton did it. That's his thing. But I don't think that WWE would have changed if somebody else had slotted into Orton's place.
1: This is true. You could have put Shelton Benjamin, but as Orton. And but then
0: the question comes, how are we determining this ranking? Is the it's impact. The outcome, of, it's not the process, right? So at the end of the day, mm-hmm. Orton did the things. You can't Orton is a away big. Well, I don't think Orton's a bigger star than Jerry the King Waller. I think Jerry the King even Waller to this is incredibly day. famous. Yeah, yeah, even Waller to this day, star. he's a bigger star. Put him in people above Orton. Fucking, yeah, people fucking love Jerry the King. Well, hold on. Let's talk about Sting, too. No, no I mean, way. he's not above no sting. Way. No Come on. Uh-huh. Fuck off. Sting yeah. was the All heavyweight right. champion of the world, Andrew. Back when the big gold belt was the belt.
1: He was yeah, single the fighting of the Memphis. NWO. He's the king of a whole... The new yeah, world like, order. Sting, <laughs> Sting was
0: at the top of the industry for a very brief time.
1: Uh, I, could, I could see the two of them staying neck and neck for a long time, though. Yeah, I feel like Lawler
0: probably doesn't end up making the cut worse. I think Sting absolutely will is probably the distinction there. Yeah, but you're they're close, kind of. All right, so this next one here is going to be interesting. We have Roman Reigns. Who um, the fuck? Only I put him. Alec included him just wow. above Jerry Lawler. Wow, I he's definitely above Randy Orton.
1: Yes, I would say. So, so. I think it's a but starting point. Like, but He's not above Lawler.
0: No, not yet. He's just
1: too new. Getting he, he's close, not- though. There's been
0: so few guys that have been the guy in the business, and that's why I included him. Because there's what sure. five the guys ever? Something so, like that.
1: As far as WWE is concerned, there's San Martino, there was Hogan, there was Austin, there was Cena, and there's Roman. Those were yeah. the guys. And then you could probably throw Andre in there too as a Not not mention. as the guy. Well, he predate them, you know? Here's the thing with the the guy thing with WWE. Is there's ancillary guys that are like almost like Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels. They're almost there, but they were never the sure. guy.
0: Yeah, we, we don't need to like... Yeah, that's fine. Right. i Roman just saying is that he's the, the guy, and so he deserves yes. a spot. And that's
1: in, although, he struggled to get there. Now, whether that's on him or the company, and I think it's on the company, um, he didn't get there as smoothly as some of these other guys
0: have. You really... Uh, <laughs> um That's really underselling how much of a disaster right? his run but was up until the, his return. You know, a lot of the these pandemic. guys had middling careers before they had their breakthrough, so you can't... Yeah, but his was, like, so in-your-face... Like, but it was never that he wasn't. You, you could good. make that argument about Sting, but it's like you go find those fucking tapes of Sting sucking.
1: Like Sting, Sting was pushed as the main event guy like three years in. Yeah, but it's like, and, and you, he was accepted. My point
0: is, you go, you go find those tapes. WWE fucking forces those. Tapes yeah, down but his Andrew, throat. at the end of the day, it, the business is about putting ass in seats, and Roman's done that for a long for enough period years, of time to where it's hard to not put him above. Orton, at least. Oh, he's above I'm, Orton. I would say maybe for, even yeah. over Lawler. I'm open for him being above Orton, but I think that he needs this. We're only going on about three years now where he's actually like, his character works. Prior to that, I mean, it was okay. very but universally m- disliked. Most of the guys on here, especially fans. as you, a, a lot of the guys that are going to end up on this list are at about three years. At peaking you know so yeah um i would put him above lawler to me like i mean roman reigns is in like the fast and the furious movie isn't he or like he is a big no, star. He, like, he's, he's in a that significant one... crossover star he he literally does his finishing move in like he's a in, hobbs short and shaw. Cameo in hobbs and shaw
1: yeah that's a fast and the furious movie
0: it's just wild it's like roman could i i'm not gonna take this away from him. I'm sure that he could have handled doing something relevant in that movie, but they were like, well, will just have you do your finishing move. Cause they always do that with wrestlers. Remember like triple H does like a pedigree. And okay. okay. But you, you make the argument for Lawler above Roman though. Cause that's ultimately the conversation we need to have at this point. I, th- I
1: think I could go either way, but I think the, the Kaufman thing, Puts Lawler above Roman because Roman hasn't had that moment yet.
0: Yeah, but Roman, you can say what you want about his early career, has multiple times now headlined WrestleMania where they're bringing like, what, in six times? over 100,000 people.
1: That's you can true.
0: Say what you want about Andy Kaufman and Lawler. By all accounts, it's not like they were selling out the house every night with that match. Okay.
1: Here's here's the point for Roman, and I think this gets him. Right now, we are in a time of almost every show is record-breaking uh, houses, right? Houses and gates. Who's headlining those shows for the last three years? Roman fucking reigns. Whether he's there or not, and that's the other thing. He's he the biggest show...
0: straw in the industry and has been right for now. He is. five yeah. years.
1: Yeah, no. Put him above Lawler. I, I, I could go with that. I don't. He doesn't go above Sting, but, Not yet, but above he, I really
0: that. don't know about Lawler. But it's hard to make the argument. I think that with Lawler, it's easy to quantify the fact that he, when he makes appearances, is still putting asses in seats in the places where he's the most famous. Whereas with Roman, we know that we're in this age of nobody's bigger than the brand, and it's like. Yeah, Roman was helping secure
1: hundred thousand seats, we get but only there? after
0: they, you know, would announce but, The Rock was gonna be there or okay. Stone Cold was gonna be there, you know? No,
1: hold on. How did we get to this situation to where the brand is selling itself and selling itself to such a degree? It's because Roman has been at the top. Now I'm not saying it's all him, but he's a major part of that because obviously the guy at the top is carrying the biggest part of that workload. It's, it's a ridiculous
0: conversation that. to be arguing against because it's like trying to say Hogan doesn't belong on this list because, oh, that should have been someone else. But it wasn't someone else. It was Hogan. It's Roman. I mean, like, I understand the sentiment, but do you kind of get where I'm coming from? Where it's like, at the end of the day, you can only grade the actual output here. Yeah, I, look, I'm not disagreeing about you know, it being Roman, I just think when I take a step back at the, and look at the industry, I think like the impact Lawler had was because of Lawler. I think Roman is the guy doing what, what, you know, putting asses in seats. But if WWE had handpicked somebody else, I think that they could have Curated the same thing. I they don't think have. what happened in the territories happens without Lawler. specifically. But that's
1: okay. But that's a symptom of the industry, not the performer. Yeah, that's just how the business is. Wh- but that's
0: where I feel like that says something that's about how the business has always been Andrew. It, it didn't have to be Ric Flair, right? It could have been, could have been someone else, but it was Flair. Well, And to be fair. No, but that's, did, that's, it, that's, it didn't have the to be point I'm arguing is that. Flair. I don't think somebody else in his shoes does what Flair does. I think somebody else in Roman's shoes could have pulled that off. I not think Lawler's been okay, but are you going to put Lawler above Hulk Hogan? Because absolutely Savage could have done what Hogan did, but he didn't. Yeah, Hogan did it, and we're not putting Lawler above Hogan.
1: And here's the thing: about unless Luller, you
0: are, I mean, speak up now. But hold on,
1: Lawler was his own Booker in Memphis, so and of, course, of, of course, straight. Of course, he. Never he lost. Right. And I'm not saying that he shouldn't, he should have been because he was over, but he made sure he was. Not just because, not as just as a performer, but as the booker, as the promoter, he made sure of that. That'd be like if Roman was the promoter and booker for WWE, right? But he's not. Other people are making that decision and putting him into there. Lawler had a leg up on it, so you can't use that as the argument against Roman.
0: Look, all I'm saying is both guys would never lose, and it you know, Lawler was able to get over right away, and Roman wasn't. So, Do we need to go know. to a vote here, I think,
1: because... I mean, I
0: think I'm voted out, I just don't feel...
1: You're voted out. I don't feel <laughs>
0: like it's accurate here. I don't, I don't think Roman's got enough.
1: Here's the thing, we're, right now we're arguing guys that are likely going to be at the bottom of the list anyway, like... I don't know where they're going to fall, right? But, like, Roman could be 24 and Lawler at 25 by the end of this. So I don't think it even matters that much.
0: All right, so next on our list is Rey Mysterio. Um, So,
1: (sighs) Rey's, Rey's a hard one because he's got the longevity. He's got the accolades, right? He's got the edge that part of the edge thing. And everybody knows Rey Mysterio. Like anyone who likes wrestling. Rey Mysterio has already influenced guys that are there now. Right? Hell, everybody in the LWO. His son, who's one of the most nuclear heels right now. All are influenced by Rey Mysterio. Um, So. To me, it's like. Is he above Randy Orton? Yes. Is he above Lawler? I don't know. Like, that's a hard comparison to make because they were both important for different reasons. Well,
0: just like um, Lawler was so instrumental in his part of the world... Ray's got that like tenfold in literally just anything south of where we are sitting right now. I mean, he's the biggest Latino star in wrestling. Period. Probably right um, he's the most the
1: in in America in 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 the United States. Yes, um, he's if not you're more popular Mex- than Eddie. That's going to be a tricky.
0: Thing to, to really talk not. about I think Eddie
1: I think Eddie burned brighter for a shorter period of time
0: yeah that's true and, 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 remember, and Eddie we, we know it now Ray, Ray doesn't reach the peak of WWE without
1: Eddie not being gone. around But I'm going to sure. be honest so, it's
0: hard for me to put Ray above even Randy Orton uh, really really I mean Randy Orton's a top I've never looked at Ray as a top guy.
1: But they've looked at Ray as a top guy.
0: Not really. They've, they they've never him let way. him be the top guy, but that's not always what it's about. Ray fills a certain role better than anybody ever has okay. in wrestling. Yeah, he changed the way that matches like are laid out. He changed in-ring styles. He brought He's one of the people that Fathered the way modern wrestling looks in the ring. Well, I mean, yeah. So,
1: look, you go, you go back to ECW. He comes up to ECW and does lucha libre, and everyone's like, "Holy shit!" Eric Bischoff sees that and goes, "I want that on my TV." He brings in Rey to WCW, and then starts bringing in all the other luchadors, right. and that becomes a major part of the Monday Night Wars. And then, obviously, that starts influencing the younger guys that come up after them. So his influence is big. I think it's bigger than Randy Orton's. His influence is
0: big. I guess for me, I've never been a fan. And I think the way he's influenced the industry is, for the most part, negative. Like, I think as soon as you book someone of his stature to be the heavyweight champion of the world, he sort of, he killed this thing a little bit. I hate to say it. I love Ray, it was a really great moment. But I don't think that the lucha libre style for me, I don't like it very much. And I don't think we're better off for it. It's fine. Like it some depends. people like the acrobatics. I just, I'm not a fan of it, so I'm not going to really get behind this. So it'll be up to you guys where you want to put them. I get what you're saying about the lucha style, and you know it killing the business. But I don't think that that's got anything to. do. Do with Ray because well, the one the thing that Ray does that you guys are only, giving for influence. He, I think is influence only is negative. If, so. Look, listen. There are times where guys come along who are smaller, like Ray, Ray being probably the smallest, who can do that style and make it feel possible. Ray is one of those guys that not only did he father that. But he's one of those guys that when he did win the title, you felt like it was possible when you watch the matches that he has, when you watch him in that 62 minute Royal Rumble, when you watch him in the triple threat, nothing that he did felt outlandish or impossible. Yeah, you're right. I, but th- I do get what you're saying is, he's that, an the over, problem he's is great that there are guys that took that style and they just made it completely unrealistic the way that they book their matches because they just don't understand. They just see flippy cool shit and they do flippy cool shit. They don't understand the psychology the way that well, and also, Ray and Eddie would and What Ray out. has done is less special because people twice his size do it now and I don't think they should be doing it. And you're right. That's not Ray's fault. So... I won't penalize him for that. You're you're absolutely right. Like Everything he does is believable and it looks good. Again, I just don't think that he's got the peak of some of these other guys. I mean, if you want to put him above Randy Orton, go ahead. It's hard for me to see how he's influenced things the way that Lawler has. No, I, I, I don't. I think it's Orton. Because for it's me, it's like, yeah, Orton's bigger. St- well, I don't think Orton's a bigger star. I think he's a he's a he's more.
1: He's more of a... He's a bigger star for WWE, star.
0: but he didn't change anything. No. Ray is a game changer.
1: Yes. I think that's Modern the differentiating the factor. the way that
0: it looks doesn't... It just doesn't exist without Rey Mysterio in it. And I, I feel like, as much as I love Randy Orton, Batista could have filled his role if he didn't leave, you know? Somebody else could have done that. There, yeah orton's fucking awesome but i don't think he ever he was he came in and continued the old school style he didn't you know change the business
1: no so So, i I think ray i think we're in agreement me and you andrew we we're retoeing alec i think ray goes right above randy orton but he definitely doesn't go above lawler
0: Okay, so next on our list is Mr. Perfect. I did not include him. I don't I necessarily did not think him. I have an argument for him here. Alec, I mean, you got convince us, pal. Yeah, I think the argument would be not so much his accomplishments, but just how damn good he was. Um, I mean, I think he's a better performer than half the guys on this list. So it means something sure. to me. That's why I included him. Um, yeah, I mean, whether or not where he would slot in here, I don't really know. But I mean, you have AJ Styles on here essentially because he's such a good performer. I think Perfect is every bit the performer that AJ Styles is. So, I think Mr. Perfect uh, did being an insanely good wrestler probably the best wrestler of his time before AJ Styles did. You know, he he kind of set the mark of like, oh, being just really, really, really good at wrestling can That can be your too. thing. So, I definitely think he's above AJ Styles. Uh, I, he's above San Martino. You think so? Yeah. I'm just not including Sam. Like yeah, San is a non-vote for me, so. so now, I, I think am fine the question him is, above. is Orton?
1: Is he above Orton? No, because Orton is, no.
0: if perfect, had all the accomplishments, right?
1: Okay, so there we go. Put some okay. between Randy Orton and Bruno San Martino. Easy peasy, lemon squeezy.
0: You guys are hating on all these guys that you didn't include, but a lot of my guys are ending up pretty high up on this list. Gotta say, I mean, I gotta say, this list is ending up very similar to my aggregate list that I built of all of our votes.
1: I'm concerned about that. (laughs) Um, Do we want to? We're we're nearing the halfway point on this. Do we want to go? Well, once we get to the halfway, we'll read the list of where we're at so far.
0: Yeah, let's do. Um, I guess just one more.
1: I mean, we're at twelve.
0: It's only a, one
1: more puts it at halfway. So let's do that. It puts it and technically can... slightly
0: over halfway, but let's assume that we're going to talk a little bit more towards the end about some of these extra guys. The, these top guys are going to be a lot harder to rank because it's going to we're going to care a lot more. I think. All right. Well, who's up next then, Pal? The next person on the list is Eddie Guerrero. I think that we at least know a starting point. We all agree that he's he's better than Ray. I don't know if you guys agree. I agree that he is. I agreed. No, and I, and I think Ray. when we talk about doing, being the best performer, he did it better than Orton and Perfect and Styles and all those guys. So I put him above Ray to start.
1: Yeah, I, the question is, is he above Lawler?
0: So he, to me, more so than Ray, actually is the one who made the business get a lot smaller. They're yes. Like, open the eyes for people that like, you know, this, this is a viable thing. And I him think in becoming, a positive way, not in a negative way either.
1: Him becoming WWE champion really turned heads. Now, yes... Chris Benoit had done that uh, before. Or no, Ed, uh, Eddie, Eddie was, was first. first by like two right. months, and that helped open the door for guys like Benoit and 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 so forth. Um, and Eddie also was one of the first inspirational wrestlers because everybody knew his real life t- story and where he had come from, and then the drug abuse and all that stuff. Right, He was one of the first guys where they really played that up on TV. Um, there's, there's been sprinklings of that in the past, but he was one of the first where it was like really well done. And so the payoff of him beating Lesnar and winning the belt was really a big thing.
0: You know what Eddie has that a lot of the guys from Seven Down don't have? And we didn't really talk about this with Ray, and it's a big knock on Ray, is Eddie can actually talk. And that's a huge thing. Eddie's the total package, whereas I feel like most of the guys Ray down are not the total package. You can't make that argument. Eddie had character work, charisma, the in-ring ability, could talk. like He could do everything. Right? Comedy, serious stuff. He could go heel, face. Oh, yeah. I I feel like him being the total package means something, too. I'd probably put him above Roman. At this point. Eddie's nearly perfect. He's a perfect wrestler. Actually he's not nearly perfect. He is perfect. He's got neck sliders. He's 99 everything
1: right. It sucks (laughs) that he was taken from us when he was. Because if he'd have been around for another. If he was still alive today. He would have been wrestling. Some of the guys. uh, Later in the Ruthless Aggression era. Going into the PG era. He would have been wrestling CM Punk. And I know they did have a match uh, in ring of honor but like at the high level he would have wrestling guys like dane o'brien aj styles can you imagine how fucking great that would have been cena would have
0: needed a guy like him his influence when he finally got to the top his influence on the modern generation too is can't be understated I mean, literally all of everybody's favorite wrestlers are, like, influenced by Eddie Guerrero. I think it's a no-brainer he's above Roman, actually. The question maybe becomes, is he above Sting?
1: I was about to say, I think he may be above Sting.
0: Now, I think Daniel Bryan did the Eddie thing better than Eddie in terms of being, like, the underdog. So I I kind of keep Bryan where he's at. And
1: and Bryan's style was obviously influenced by Eddie. There's some of that in there. Yeah, and it's
0: a longevity thing, too. But I actually right. kind of think maybe Eddie should go above Sting.
1: I don't I know, man. So. Sting was like but multiple times Sting heavyweight was, champion. Sting was the guy. Although Eddie, for that brief period of time, like in, in 04, Eddie was kind of the guy. Very
0: similar to late 90s Sting, honestly. He was one of the top four guys, you know.
1: Yeah. Man, this is a little this is a little tricky. Uh,
0: Eddie's been, you know, we're coming up, we're getting close to now twenty years since Eddie passed away, and he is still so incredibly important to the business, despite being gone.
1: I mean, shit. The LWO's entrance music still has him saying "Viva La Rasa at the start. Yeah. Like.
0: Well, it, and it's like nothing against Sting, who's still wrestling and and making appearances in AW, and it's and it's awesome, but like. I think, despite the fact that Eddie's been gone for almost 20 years, people will be like, man, Eddie's more important currently <laughs> like, than Sting is yeah, I'm fine while with he's it. active. I think we're all kind of fine with Eddie above Sting, it sounds like. I,
1: I think Maybe so. Maybe
0: Eddie does go above Danielson, too. Because mm, you don't have don't Danielson without
1: Eddie. But Dean, you wouldn't have Danielson... Okay, I mean, that's true. You wouldn't have Danielson without Eddie. Eddie paved the way for smaller guys and, and guys with That you could emotionally get behind. It's so
0: tough because (sighs) Danielson's got the thing of, I think, in terms of, like, just in-ring ability, Danielson might be, like, number one. Like, he's right there with, like, Ric Flair and Bret Hart. And I don't know if Eddie is there. I think maybe Eddie's probably the next tier down.
1: Brian is Eddie if Eddie didn't have his demons and Eddie didn't leave us early. No, I
0: hear you. I'm just saying I think Brian might be a better worker. Like, I think he, at his peak, his matches are, I I think, a little better.
1: I think if Brian, if if Eddie's a 98, Brian's a 99. Like, you're right there. But I think you're right. I think he's...
0: They're so close. The reason I I think I put Brian above, even if we want to forget about anything that Brian's doing in AEW right now, which I don't think would be relevant to this anyways... They both hit a peak. Uh, Both their peaks kind of don't last very long. But Brian comes back with that heel run. And granted, Eddie turns heel and has a great run, but he doesn't peak at it the way Brian does. I mean, the Planet Champion thing that Brian does is unbelievable. I think we're good to put Eddie below Brian. it's, It's maybe just a year's thing, if nothing else. But, you know. Brian's just got the bigger body of work. Like He has the better resume. All
1: right, so at this stage, we are now just past the halfway point. So I'm going to go ahead and read our uh, 13 from from the bottom up. Uh, So number 13 is AJ Styles. Number 12, Bruno Sammartino. Number 11, Mr. Perfect. Number 10, Randy Orton. Nine, Rey Mysterio. Eight, Jerry Lawler. Seven, Roman Reigns six, Sting, five, Eddie Guerrero, four, Brian Danielson, three, Edge, two, Roddy Piper, and one, Randy Savage. All right, so I think that's a good place for us to stop for part one. Um, go ahead and follow us on Twitter and Facebook, Such Good Shit Pod. Email us, suchgoodshitpal at gmail.com, and rate and subscribe. On whatever podcast listening platform you like to use. Uh, boys, do we have any parting words?
0: Apologies to Bruno San Martino. Yeah, you
1: yeah, really kind of scared. feel like we were shitting on him.
0: Well, you know, what are you going to do? He's old.
1: <laughs> Jeez.